Okay, Joe. Um, explain to me why it is more logical to call John Kerry a czar instead of just a cabinet member. Oh, I can't explain that. I've never understood the czars. Yeah. Now, I looked it up because I know what a czar is, but I wanted to understand the true definition of a czar in order to kind of, like, justify the reasoning for it. And it, I guess it does because the definition of a czar is somebody appointed by a government government official uh, for a uh, specific, like, cause or reason. So, technically, he is a czar because he created this whole climate uh, position for him in the cabinet. Oh, all right. I, I guess czar just seems so dated to me. It does. I also thought that it was like, I mean, obviously it was an old Russian like leader. Yes. Yeah, that's, that, that was one of the definitions too, a Russian leader, but that was a secondary one. Uh, I don't know if I still have it pulled up because I was just trying to look at shit as far as what's been going on, uh, you know, since we last talked. I know yeah. – uh, Last time we spoke about a lot of this, it was more along the lines of what was leading up to, like, his inauguration and a couple of those executive orders. Uh, Tsar, uh, an emperor of Russia before 1917, which, uh, that is spelled T-S-A-R. So if you Google Tsar, which is C-Z-A-R, it comes up T-S-A-R as well. Um, a person appointed by government to advise on or coordinate policy in a particular area. So, uh, John Kerry, who, uh, I know, uh, is getting a lot of shit thrown at him about some, uh, jet he took to an award he won for climate. Oh. Uh, which doesn't surprise me. No. Because, because, uh, I know people, I feel like, and I don't want to attack the news. I don't want to be that guy. But it feels like now that Trump's out of the picture, they're like, oh, shit, we need to fill time. And it's like, well, what do we do? It's like, should we attack Democrats? I'm like, no, but they did it. And there's been a lot of grief about John Kerry. Apparently, I think this was like three years or two years ago, too, in like 2019. He like flew a jet. Did you hear about this? I think I remember hearing about it when it happened, but I've. I've slept since then. Yeah, right? It's goofy. I mean, like, people fly. I mean, you know, I don't think they have, like, battery-operated planes that you could take uh, around the world. Be cool if they did. I'm sure Elon Musk is working on it. Yeah, there's, like, uh, I mean, there's there's a solar-powered plane that can fly one person at a time, and it takes, like, a day and a half to get to uh, (laughs) Europe from New York. Right. It's like a mobile drone. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah so you got to find like the strongest kid in the neighborhood, and he's got to wind it up and throw real hard. Yeah, and so scare the rest. So basically, what it was, uh, John Kerry took a private jet to Iceland for an environmental award. Uh, I think it was in 2019. Uh, and I guess the biggest thing that they have a problem with is not only the fact that he did this, but he actually, uh, when asked about it, he said something about like uh, it was the only choice. Uh, for somebody like me, because I travel all over the world, but I travel the world to uh, stop the things I just did, or some goofy shit. Like, dude, like it's actually out there. It's a brief thing. It's like it's, it was the only choice for somebody like me to do that. I travel across the world, and then he says like one more line, and then it's over. 
Um, so it's like he really didn't help himself. Uh, like at the end, then he's like, you know, because I guess a lot of people are like, you know, what is it about someone like you that you justify flying a jet when you're trying to prevent other people from flying jets or some goofy shit like that? Um, but it's the it's, it's that useless shit that uh, now they have to kind of like fill time with. Yep. You know, something like, hey, you know, John Kerry's a czar. Stupid to begin with. Whatever. But hey, now he has a new appointed, you know, thing. Which, I believe the cabinet already has somebody who deals with the environment and shit. There's like an EPA guy. Yeah, yeah. But I think this is a specific thing, separate from that, uh, to focus. Because, like, the EPA is focused more on, like, pollution and, like, natural natural resources and like our national parks and stuff. Whereas like uh climate change is, is like much more of like a national security issue meets a, an existential threat to society meets, you know, all this other stuff. It's not about preservation anymore. It's about something else. I, I want to disagree with what you just said. <laughs> I don't wait. Hold on so the EPA guy, deals with the parks. But isn't there actually a cabinet guy who deals, you know, with... There is, like, parks department, isn't there? I forgot. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm wrong. No, no. I just, like, because, like, I, I just I just want to try to figure out, it's like, he's the climate guy. It's like, it's like he's in charge of, like, the world's thermostat for some reason. <laughs> or the country's thermostat, not so much the world. I mean, because that, that's what that that Paris Climate Accord thing actually technically is. It's the climate for the entire world, not just right, what right. Kerry is doing for uh United States. True. Which uh I think we go back into that uh well I think they said it took thirty days from when they signed it, so uh I think February twentieth or something like that. We're so. officially back into that. Uh, I was kind of looking up because there's so many fucking cabinet members. Uh, Michael S. Reagan, EPA administrator. So he's an administrator. Why can't do be a czar? There's a trade representative. There's a commissioner. There's a counselor. There's a director. Hey, why? Like, why does everybody have a different title? Why can't they just share a fucking title? Uh, the whole government's a camel. Right? Cabanista. Can we do, can we go with that? I'm gonna go cabinista. That's fun. I like that. Right? It's like it's like barista, but for cabinet members. Did we talk uh, last time about uh, about booty judge being? How do you pronounce it, Joe? Booty judge. Booty judge. Uh, being the transportation secretary. I don't, I don't know that we talked about it in depth. I remember you talking about it just for the fact that we were talking about how he is in charge of transportation and Indiana has roads like it does. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. he was only the mayor of South Bend. And, like, the one thing he did killed the kid. So, I don't know. I don't think he's qualified. But whatever. Yeah, I think I think his problem is though is like he did he did not take a good like government like a like officially pointed government picture that's being shown online like this is like nerdy fucking high school portrait guy I wish I could retake it when you look at it ten years later kind of thing. all I can think about when it comes to to Pete Buttigieg nowadays is that um, one of the commentators on I think MSNBC called him Poot Buttigieg. <laughs> that's all I can think about. 
I just it makes me giggle. Yeah, I heard I heard booty gig a lot, which is what I keep wanting to go to. One because it's funny because it says booty. Um, but it was the most common thing I was hearing when I first heard about him. Like even before, you know, the uh, the Democratic um, uh, debates that they did uh, with the preliminary. It's not preliminary. Yeah, preliminary uh, debates and shit that they did. Um, but I don't know. I think it's weird. I guess long story short, Zar is fucking weird to me. Yeah, it's weird. I, I, I had never heard of Zars in the government until, uh, like Fox News made a huge deal about it when Obama was in office. But I just, when looking at the term just now, I found out like Roosevelt, and I don't know which Roosevelt, but I assume FDR had Zars. So it's not like it's it's not like it's a new thing. It's just something that we don't ever talk about for some reason. Yeah. Well, uh, Jeffrey Zint, I don't know if you pronounce that how you pronounce it. Oh. He's on he's on the cabinet as a coronavirus czar. Oh. The czar in parentheses, and that's another thing too. If you look at John Kerry, his official title. Oh, where is that creepy old dude? John Kerry looks like a guy who's wearing a John Kerry mask. He does. He looks like a caricature of himself. Right. Like, like he's he's the guy who, like, you know, if uh, if dude who played Herman Munster wasn't alive to play Herman Munster, this is the backup. <laughs> yep. Uh, climate envoy. There's another title for you, an envoy. Oh, climate envoy. Envoy. E n v o y. Envoy. Oh, weird. It's the life we live, Joe. But uh, we are here uh, in episode two of season. Why do I still not know this? I don't know. Five? Five. It's got to be five, right? It's like five. It's got to be five. Five years? Yeah, it's got to be five. Uh, episode two, season five of this freaking show. Oh, I have. I'm not gonna lie to you. I haven't started my uh, my list on what we're replacing the word weekly in with our. Uh, Weekly podcast uh, uh, quote. I was thinking about that the other day and came up with nothing. I was thinking about it on my way to work the other day, and I came up with a few, and I can't remember any of them. Now, uh, Sarge messaged me, and he wants me to use the word random. I don't know if he wants me to use it as a one-time thing or continuously. And I don't know if it's because he gave me the the, uh, the idea or... Um, I just never really thought about it, but I truly don't like the word random. I understand. It, it sounds too chaotic to use the to use the word random. Yeah, it's not random. It's not like we're we're still recording almost every week. I think I think his thing is uh, to use the word random is like we talk about so many different things that we bounce around from thing to thing. Which, um, if it is, again, I'm just putting an idea on why you think that. If that's true, then it's not, because we do kind of go into a show and we kind of stick to one or two topics throughout the entire episode. Yeah. I do feel like like that's covered by the fact that we say a little bit of something and a whole lot of nothing. Right. Uh, now, if you if you were thinking random, go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah, that's, well, it's, just, it's, like, it's like six words for the word random. Mm. Well, it's like now if you if you were you know thinking of the word random as if like you know we're not consistent, then we could be we could go with the word inconsistent. Yeah. But why would we do that? No, 
I mean, five years, over 200 episodes. I mean, technically. That's, that's an amount of consistency. Yeah. I think, I think we're on episode like probably like what, 210, 215 right now. Feels right. In yeah. In five years, it's what, 250? So what, maybe 40 weeks we missed? Yeah. That's not fucking bad. You know, uh -oh. I mean, I mean, half of that time it was just, uh, you know, me fucking not accepting the way life was fucking throwing shit at me. Happens. People do that, and look, we came back. Yeah. Came back with one last guy, but, I mean, hey, fuck it. Still came yeah. back. We're like, <laughs> we're we're like, uh, oh, God, what the fuck is it? Okay, fine. I think I figured out, uh, I think I figured out uh, what this week's uh, rephrasing is going to be. Ooh, all right. All right. So, welcome, everybody, to this freaking show. I am Travis D. And I'm Cartoon Joe. We are the... Oh god, I forgot the name of the movie now. Shit. God damn it, Joe. I fucked it up. I fucked it up. I know I had it. Uh what was the movie? I don't wanna fucking I don't wanna ruin it without a Oh okay, I'm thinking of a movie. Okay. Between okay. one and ten. No, yes. Uh James Franco is in it, based on a real uh true story of a mountain biker. Uh, it's something hours. Hundred and twenty seven? Is that hundred and twenty seven? Yeah, where he, he gets trapped by a boulder. Whoa, 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 whoa! Don't, oh, I don't want you to say it. Just, just look at it. I want to make, I want to make this thing, and then we'll, I'll tell you why. But you'll know it. All right, I, yeah, let's go with 127 hours. Does that sound right? Yeah. Okay, so uh, we are the 127 hours uh, podcast with a little bit of something and a whole uh, lot of nothing. And I, I say 127 hours because dude came back with uh, one less appendage. Nice. Just like we did. Nice. I don't. I don't mean to call Colin an appendage, but uh, I mean, come on now. He was a he was a good a good right arm, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? I don't want to make light of tragedy either, but you know. You know what? I I I, I don't. Even, I, I'm okay making light of the fact that dude fucking did it. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I don't know if I could ever bring myself you know to. Also, like he made millions of dollars off of his story. I think so. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a good. I trade. I would trade an arm for millions of dollars. I think. Yep, I'm gonna tell you right now. It's arm, you know. <laughs> if we did this podcast back in 2003, he would definitely get a Star Award. Yeah. Right, because he followed his star by uh, choosing not to die. Yeah, damn straight. Yeah, uh, Joe. We talked last week about how we were going to do a Marvel list. Uh, we pushed it to this week, so we're definitely going to do that too. But we also have to talk about the F and Book Club. We do. So we're gonna dive into that, but before we do, I just want to remind all of our listeners that this episode of this freaking show is brought to you by Audible.com. Guys, if you're always on the go like I am, and you're working constantly like Cartoon Joe is, uh, you want to keep yourself preoccupied in the car. You know, especially during those long hours, and you just feel so tuckered out while driving, especially in the middle of the night, and you need something to keep you awake. Well, blast that radio to some awesome audio books. And you can find those audio books at audible.com. Uh, if you use our promo code, audibletrial.com backslash freaknet, we can help you get a 30-day free trial of Audible plus a credit to your first book purchase. That's right. You guys can pick up the Phantom Toll Booth, which is our uh, Freaknet book club of choice uh, for the next few weeks. You get it absolutely free and read along with us just by going to audibletrial.com slash freaknet. Get yourself a 30-day free trial plus a credit to your first book purchase. 
Cool beans. Speaking of cool beans. Beans. This freaking show is brought to you by Ballwash.com. If you want a fantastic product for your nether regions that are going to cool your beans, maybe even make them smell cool to your special someone, even if that special someone is you, head over to Ballwash.com and pick yourself up some fantastic products for your nether parts, for your... Your uh your soft squishy bits. Your uh your man scape. Anyway, use the discount code FreakNet and get uh I, I I can never remember this. I feel so terrible about it. Is it ten percent off your order plus free shipping? You know what? It could be ten, but it's even better than that, it's fifteen. It's fifteen percent. Unwa- unreal. Unreal. Right. right. It's, it's gonna be. It's gonna. It's something you're gonna have to get used to, Joe. You know, because you you haven't been plugging uh, ball wash like you have been plugging Audible for the last season. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say in about four more episodes, you'll have a Dom Pat. I'll nail it. I'll nail it, and then we'll oh, change. Yeah. We'll right, sponsor or something. Yeah, I'll tell you. Like, oh, dude, I got. I gotta take a ball wash again. I gotta take it back. But <laughs> it's it's gonna be one of the things where eventually you're gonna become so good at it, you may even come up with your own little like phrasing thing, like I did. Uh, hold a pole. I think Sarge came up with uh nothing uh nothing will get your wiener cleaner or however the fuck he says it. And I've been trying to think of some like funnier, like, you know, newer ones and shit we could use. Um like I'm trying to find one that rhymes with taint, but I just don't know. You know, it's like like, you know, clean your taint with the soapy saint of ball wash. I don't fucking know. Like <laughs> Uh, I don't want to bring Jesus into my genital cleanings, but, you know, I'm just saying, you know, it's... Yeah, you don't want to say, put the saint into your tank. That's probably... Yeah. No, yeah, no, that's a that's, that's a burning way to happen. I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know. I mean, there's, like, I mean, there's... Because, like, when it comes to your sack, you got your back. So they already have sack. Yeah. Uh, Sarge used wiener when he saw about getting cleaner. You know, I went head to toe, hold a pole, uh... Uh, I don't know. I mean, like, is there, um, I mean, I, I think, I think we'd come up with a good one. I think we could too. Right? Like, you know, uh, have a clean schlong all day long. I don't fucking know. <laughs> That's pretty right? good. Right? Uh, have some marbles, your lady will gargle. Ah, there we go. Uh, that there feels we go. I don't think there I can go. say it every week, but I'll say it this week just for you guys. <laughs> God, what I would give to fucking be video chatting this and just seeing your wife walk by as you say that. <laughs> the the one dirty thing you said in probably a long ass fucking time, you just have, have the missus walk by an open door and turn to look at like, I'm out. Uh, I do have the door open too, that's really. <laughs> uh, All right. Joe, this is going to be new and exciting for us because we talked about doing this uh, book club. But we never figured out the structure of how to do this. Yeah. So this is going to be a learning thing for us as well as we uh, move along uh, with this. But uh, the FreakNet Book Club, the effing book club that we are starting this week, and every single week we're going to read another chapter in this book. Now, the one thing I realized as we went into the first chapter is that the chapters are actually pretty short. So they're easy to get through. So... Um, as I mentioned it in the plug, as we mentioned it last week, uh, I, I encourage you guys to get this book, not only because you can participate in the book club with us, but 
it's it's a great fucking book. It's it's funny, it's silly, it's goofy, it's easy to fucking read. Um I hate reading. I'm not a big fan of reading, but I wanted to do this thing for two reasons. One, Joey's a reader. You know, it's clear by how educated he is. He has a library of books that aren't just cookbooks he thought he would use and they just never got used. You know, never got, you know, utilized. <laughs> I do have a lot of books I've never read, though. But they're not cookbooks. That's true. They're not interesting books. Like, I look up, I look at my quote-unquote library of books I have here. Uh, one of them is A World of Improbabilities, The Answers to Life's Most Mysterious Questions. Nice. Yeah, tell me how long it's been since I read that. Oh, how long has it been since you read that? I will let you know if I ever start reading it to tell you how long it's been since I fucking read it. Look in there to see if they have a suggestion for uh, for what I should say for the ball wash plug. Maybe they I got. Wonder, I wonder if this is something where I can just randomly pull something out and everything. I don't even know how this fucking book works. <laughs> I don't either. I've never even heard of that book, but I love uh, it. Frust, fr- what the fuck is it? Frustable? F R U S T A B L E. Oh, I. I've never heard that word before. Frustable four. How and why were the letters B I N G O selected for the game of the same name? <laughs> okay. Uh, when did the game bingo, not the game Frustable Four? When did wild poodles roam the earth? Ne- never. Why is there steam coming up from the streets of New York? Gassy city. How did they keep beer cold in the saloons of the Old West? I don't know. Why do only female mosquitoes eat human blood? To nourish their young. Uh, we're going to revisit this book next season. I'm just making this up as I go, just so you know. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever answer pops into my head, I've been saying it. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to revisit that book next season. But uh, I also have Rhett and Link's Book of Mythicality, which is their biography book. Haven't read it yet. Uh, weird Illinois, uh, just sites in Illinois that are weird, haunted, and shit like that. I looked through it when we did our Haunted Cemetery tour and stuff like that. Um. The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. That's not even my book. I just never returned it. The Mm -hmm. Book of Myths and Misconceptions. I just, basically, long story short, I have books. I just don't know what the fuck they're about. I have, uh, I have, uh, Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter, the novel. Fantastic. You know what I did instead of read that book? Bought the DVD. How was it? Oh, it's wonderful. Oh, good. I recommend watching it. I see it. Maybe read it too. I don't know. I, I people say that the book is very similar to the movie. I can't confirm or deny that because I've never opened the book. But maybe that should be our second half of the year book club. Oh, it could be. It definitely could be. But we're doing uh, the Phantom Tollbooth now, and like I said, it's an easy read. It's a simple read. It's not going to take you guys, you know, an hour, you know, twenty minutes, shit like that, to get through the first chapter. Joe, you're a pretty normal reader. You you read, you know, from time to time. How long did it take you to get through the first chapter? Like a minute and a half? Yeah, like five minutes. Yeah. You know, it it took me seven just because my mind wandered for a minute. You know, I'm not used to this, but it's easy to fucking do. Um, Like I said, it was only three pages. Now, one thing, like, Joe, I don't know, because you got the audio version of this. What I actually did, I've got the um, Kindle. Oh, look at you, you little fancy fuck. Yeah. 
Should just say you got it from Amazon. I should be audible because that's our sponsor. I know, but I didn't have that credit ready yet. Nope, it's okay. Uh, so wait, so does that mean like you have like all the stuff that precedes the first chapter? I do. Okay. Do you feel like reading? Uh, sure. Okay. I would like you to read. Um, let me see here. Let's see which one it is. Do you have your Kindle with you and available to even do this? Yeah. I'm put you on the spot. Okay. Uh, I would like you to read the uh, part. Where where the hell is it at? Um, an appreciation, I guess. Uh, yeah, that's what I want you to read. Wait, hold on a second. No, that's too fucking long. I didn't want that. What the hell is this? I don't know. What the fuck do I want? No, the most unusual dog at the very first page. Um. Oh, I don't know if I have that one. Uh, if you don't, I want to read it. I'll read it. It's okay. Right, I got it right in front of me. Alright, a most unusual dog. Milo's eyes opened wide, and there in front of him was a large dog with a perfectly normal head, four feet and a tail, and the body of a loudly ticking alarm clock. What are you doing here? growled the watchdog. Just killing time, replied Milo apologetically. You see, killing time, roared the dog so furiously that his alarm went off. It's bad enough wasting time without killing it. And he shuddered at the thought. Why are you in the doldrums anyway? Don't you have anywhere to go? I was on my way to Dictionopolis when I got stuck here, explained Milo. Can you help me? Help you? You must help yourself, the dog replied, carefully winding himself with his left hind leg. I suppose you know why you got stuck. Uh, I guess I just wasn't thinking, said Milo. Precisely, shouted the dog, as his alarm went off again. Now you know what you must do. I'm afraid I don't, admit Milo, feeling quite stupid. Well, continued the watchdog impatiently, since you got here by not thinking, it seems reasonably to expect that. In order to get out, you must start thinking. And with that, he hopped into his car. All right, so the reason I wanted to read that is because I wanted to give you guys an idea of what this book is about. Big dog, ticking clock. The watchdog. Okay, Milo, um, a kid who just went ahead and uh, went forward into this story without even thinking. Uh, now, Joe, brief description. Uh, to talk about the first chapter, obviously it's the introduction to Milo. Uh, we have an idea of the character already. Uh, very, uh, what's the proper word? Uh, apathetic? Is that, the, is that would be a word that would des- uh, describe Milo in a way? Are you saying apathetic? Yeah. Like is that, he, is yes, that, yes, yes, yes. Yep. Okay. Could there have been another word I was saying that would have been wrong? Pathetic? Uh, I thought you were saying empathetic, maybe. No, but apathetic. Uh, very, very like dull, not caring, kind of a, um, uh, eh, I guess. Yeah, that's a he, he struck me as like a kid that maybe today would be diagnosed with ADHD. Yes, I, I could, I could definitely think that way. Yeah. Um, so, like, the first chapter, we're talking about him, you know, walking home from school and everything, just being bored, uh, pretty much describing the fact that he, anywhere he goes, he always wants to be somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, he runs home, ends up getting home and everything, looks at that, every ordinary thing, everyday thing, you know, everything's always in the same place except this one box. And it ends up being the, the toll booth. Uh, and then they talk about the map. Now, Joey, in your Kindle copy, do they show you a copy of the map? 
Uh, I didn't realize it until I was scrolling back through the first pages, mm-hmm. but yes, I do have a copy of the map. Yeah. Now, the map's the coolest part of it because I think one of the reasons I never really paid attention in school was because my fondest map, I was focused more on, like, the goofy fucking words <laughs> than actually what the teacher was teaching us, which instant regret because the book is actually pretty good, you know, from what I can remember. There's a dodecahedron in there. Anyways, we're gonna, that'll be, that's later, later, later into the story, but... Um, like I said, I wanted to read, I wanted to read that first part of it because I want to give you guys an idea of what this is about. It's like I said a couple weeks ago or a couple, you know, in last season. This is very similar to Lion Witch in the Wardrobe. Um, he, now he goes through the toll booth, uh, which is, which is kind of a goofy thing if you could just imagine it. It's like, you know, it, it's, it's a make-believe pretend thing in his mind that this package that was delivered to him. Was just a tow booth with signs and a gate and all that stuff. He already owned an electronic car that he's not quite sure if he played with, you know, for months or even years. Just because he's just a dull kid. Um, so he drives through and obviously we're going to find out what happens uh, in the next chapter. But Joey, uh, so far in the few pages that we have read, uh, give me your thoughts on it. How you, how you feeling about it? How you feeling about Milo? And uh, what what are you looking to expect uh, to happen here shortly? Yeah, I I thought it was fantastic. I've never read this book before, and I'm I'm trying very hard not to read ahead because I want to experience it for the first time, sort mm-hmm. of week by week as we as we are talking about it. Um, I I so far I both I, I love and I hate Milo. He seems like a little brat, but mm-hmm. also he seems like uh like most you know, 10 year olds, you know, he's he's kind of self-absorbed, kind of not really paying attention to anything else. It sounds like his parents aren't really home ever. So he's got to find ways to occupy his time. And, um, I just, he's, he's very relatable to me. Like I, I remember my folks not really being around and I remember, I mean, who doesn't remember getting the toy they really wanted for Christmas and just in a couple of hours being disappointed in it in some way or shape or form, because it didn't live up to whatever uh, crazy expectations you had from it, had of it because of the commercials they had. Yeah. And and that's one of the cool things. Like when you could sit there and actually deep dive into it, because if you look at the back of the book, the book was, was written in 1961, early published in 1961 for kids, eight to 12 years old. So obviously we are well past it by what, like oh, three gosh. times the age like <laughs> limit to it. Ouch. But it gives us the ability to kind of uh um remember what it was like. Yeah, yeah. It means like to sit there and like think about, it, you know, like, well shit, this kid, whatever because it doesn't tell you his age yet, but he has a car that he's able to drive around in the house that he could fit in without a problem. Now, I know I had, I had a Jeep kind of toy like that back in the day, but that was playing outside. You know, this is something that is actually electronic, is actually mobile. He gets a chance to drive around in it inside. And it's like you said, his parents aren't home. As a single child, you know, yeah, I could get the idea of being bored, but also kind of seems like he could be just a little bit, you know, um, uh, what's the word? Uh, he gets whatever he wants. Oh, spoiled. Spoiled. Thank you. Um, and I think that's what it is too. And I think he just kind of gets bored with it. Nothing excites him because he can have everything, and he does. His, like you said, his parents aren't there. He has a, he has a car he gets to drive around in. There's a box that just randomly showed up, and he's like, "Oh, I don't know what it is, but you know." And I, I, 
Hey. Yeah, and what was the uh, what was the thing that they said on there about uh about having fun? If I could pull it uh pull this out real quick. Uh nope, it's the next page. Which also I love the illustrations on this. They're just fucking goofy. Oh, Results are not guaranteed, but if not perfectly satisfied, your waste of time will be refunded. Now, talk a little bit about how you thought about that, the whole idea of waste of time being refunded. I I love that. I love the concept of it. I love the idea that, like, if you feel like your time was wasted, you can have it back. Like, oh, wouldn't that be nice? Oh, yeah. Um, but also, especially as like a, a kid who's bored and is like, ah, oh, man, I really want to try something new. I hope this thing actually excites me and, and, and is fun and entertains me for however long it needs to entertain me. Um, if you're the kind of kid that worries about wasting time, like this is a great, it's just great. I don't know. I love, I, maybe I'm overthinking about it too much, but I just, it's a fun concept. I love the idea that like, uh, so it is very much you mentioned the the lion the witch in the wardrobe uh it it reminds me of the end of that where they fall out of the the wardrobe and mm-hmm. it's been only a couple of hours even though they lived full lifetimes in narnia you know exactly I mean, what it feels like it's pointing toward is uh the idea that if if you know if it's not a good time you can have it back absolutely and i i think that's one of the cool things about it too is um, it, it can be relatable to people who don't know what this book is, but do know language and road drill, wardrobe. It's like, I love the concept of that. If it could be repeated in this, which I don't know when, um, the fucking language and wardrobe was written. I don't know if it was pre 1960, post 1960, whatever. Um, but I'm not 100% sure it could have been, and I've never seen it, so I don't know. Um, I never read the book. I never watched the movie. Uh, so I don't know, like, the whole, uh, world of Lion, Lion Witch and the Ward, Ward, yeah, Wardrobe. Yeah, 1950, by the way. Okay. So, uh, we can assume that, uh, Norton Jester, uh, fucking ripped him off. Whatever. Who cares? Great book. Fucking love it. Um, I'm not saying he did. So don't worry, guys. I'm not saying he did it. Don't fucking quote me on that. It's a joke. Um, but looking at the map. And I love that you said uh, expectations in your description earlier because when you look at the map, the first place he hits uh, while going through the toll booth happens to be expectations. So, uh, yeah, and he also uh, randomly just picked out a place on the map, which was Dictionopolis, which obviously was mentioned in the uh, little watchdog um, uh, blurb I read at the very beginning. So I'm excited. Yeah, must get lost in the doldrums on his way to Dictionopolis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as uh as we just wrap up the short uh couple pa- uh, pages of the first chapter, uh your thoughts so far are positive on the book? Yeah, so far I also um I wanted to talk about it a little bit. I uh I went ahead and I also read the introduction and the appreciation. Mm-hmm. Um uh just to kind of get an idea for like how the writer writes and how he thinks about things. And I love, I love that the concept of this came from him trying to procrastinate something else he was doing that was important. And, uh, him having a conversation with a kid that reminded him of what it was like to be a kid. And that's what got him to start thinking about this, this story. Um, I also appreciate the fact that we're talking about these illustrations. He happened to just live above this artist 
who was just getting started, but who actually ends up being a famous artist, famous artist. I, I'm not familiar with his work very well, but it's, it's just neat. It's neat that, that this was basically something that just happened. Um, I don't know. It's fun. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what's next. I love that time seems to be a theme here. Um, and I love the, there's a very, it's very British. I don't, I don't know how else to say it. It feels like Doctor Who. It feels like Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. It feels, uh, even the map looks like something out of Tolkien. It looks you like know, the map at the beginning of The Hobbit. You know what I think of when I, uh, when I was looking at these pictures? And maybe it's just me, but, uh, James and the Giant Peach. Yes. You know, it's, it's, it's the weird characters. It's the, it's the, the boy who, you know, just wants a little bit more out of life. And, uh, it's like any of those, uh, Rual doll kind of movies, uh, or the Rual doll books that were turned into movies, uh, witches, you know, uh, twits, stuff like that. Like this is, this, the, 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 the illustrations in this kind of brings me back to those stories. Right. Yeah. All right, cool. Anything you want to add, Joe, before uh, we move on? Uh, no, I think that's all I wanted to say about it for now. Alright, awesome. So we met Milo, obviously the main character, the child, and then we're gonna roll into, uh, chapter two, Beyond Expectations, on the next episode. Cause I don't wanna say next week, cause we don't know. We don't know! Yeah. We're, we're the non-random random podcast, uh, blah blah blah. <laughs> we're, we're the 127 hours podcast this week. <laughs> but, um, I, hope, I hope people aren't cutting their ears off to get away from us. <laughs> but if you are, you can send it uh, to Travis. You'll have to DM him for his, your, his address. Mm, no, nah, they're, they're sending that shit to you. No, uh, we'll send it to Sarge. Sarge, hope you like ears, buddy. All right. You know what we do need? We need we need to, uh, well, I guess we don't need it right now. But I would love to get popular enough to the point where we need a P.O. box. Ooh, that would be fun. I would love to get gifts from people. I mean, I get I get things now from like, uh, God, over on JFW. I get stuff from the owner of Phoenix Pro Wrestling sent to me. Mandy sent uh sent us stickers and stuff. Uh, well, she sent them to me because uh, you know, I'm travesty. So yeah. But we got stickers and stuff, and that's pretty nice of her to do that too. But I'm talking about like you know, like fan mail and shit like that would be pretty nice. Like I wouldn't mind if. Uh, oh shit! Now I feel like a dick for not remembering her name. <laughs> Sophia is that the girl oh, yeah. in uh, England? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, I wouldn't mind getting. Sorry, for just a second, I thought you were talking about Oh My Sophie, and I was confused. No, no. Oh, my Sophie uh, lives uh, here in the United States in the Midwest or some shit. Well, just until you said England, then I was like, oh yeah, 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 Sophia. Yeah, you know, I got. I want to get her back on the show. Yeah. I like. It's not. It's not even like a like a want. It's like almost a need at this point little because Tra- she is to talk. What's up? And little Travis when he learns to talk. Little Travis, am I am I forgetting something? What her little the baby that you renamed because you didn't want to. Oh God, you're so you're still talking about Sophia. I, I moved on to Sophie. I moved, I moved on to fucking Sophie, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Like, I, I'm not gonna lie. I thought you knew what I wanted to talk to Sophie about to get her back on the show. Um, I thought you were talking about my penis, man. Nope, sure wasn't. God damn, we we are. Uh, Oh, oh fuck. 
we are the fucked up podcast with a little bit of something and a whole lot of nothing. Um, yeah. Yeah. to go back to, to what you were saying. Yes. Uh, Sophia's kid, I said we should rename Travis because the kid has like seven names. Yeah. That kid is, well, that kid's gonna have a hard time at SATs if SATs are a thing in England, which I don't think they are. I don't think they are either. No. Um, but to go back to Sophie, uh, the cosplayer we've had on, I would love to get her back on the show because, uh, since she's been on the show last, she has grown so much in like other platforms and shit like this. Uh, like, uh, uh, Twitch, uh, more into, uh, uh, Instagram, but she also has an OnlyFans who, uh, if you guys don't know what OnlyFans are, um, you're lying to your girlfriends. Uh, but, uh, everyone who, even if you don't have an OnlyFans, you know what OnlyFans is. Um, and I did sign up for Sophie's, uh, OnlyFans. And I didn't sign up for it to expect fucking nudity and pornographic images and shit. I didn't. I did it because it's one thing to, uh, you know, to sit there and talk about helping out another, like, you know, creator and stuff. And it's one thing to talk about, but it's another thing to actually do it. So, uh, I contributed monthly for just a couple months. I only did it for like three months just to say, Hey, you know, I'm supporting Sophie and what she's doing because I know her enough to know that I wasn't going to see that stuff on her OnlyFans. Um, I honestly don't even go on OnlyFans that much, even when I did have it. But uh I want to talk to her about the idea of doing that and the expectations people have for certain things. Now, I noticed she's growing a great fan base in there. She does do her uh Boudreaux and Lude cosplays on there from time to time. Uh A lot of her stuff is a little more sexual than what you'll see on Facebook and stuff like that, which nothing wrong with it. She's attractive. She fucking can, you know, make it work. So, yeah, good for her. You know, yeah, 100%. She no. wasn't. I mean, whatever, man. You got to yeah, know. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, there's no judgments on what sort of sex work on this podcast. Sex work yeah. is real work. Women and men who do it deserve, and non-binary people and, and whoever deserve to get paid for their work. Absolutely, right? You know, I mean, fucking follow your star. Yeah. Got your shit flaunted. You know, she, uh. But, uh, yeah, see, I, I don't want to talk too much about it because she wants to get paid for it. But it's definitely worth the money if you are able to contribute to, you know, a creator and stuff like that. Um, like I said, I only did it for three months just because it's what I was willing to spend at the time to help on our creator. So hopefully, yeah. maybe down the line, she'd return the favor. And who knows? Maybe buy uh, some merchandise from our uh, store at tpublic.com, T-E-P-B-L-S-E.com, just by searching TFS, which we do have merchandise going on sale uh, at the end of this week. I believe it's uh, the 12th through the 14th we're going to uh, have merchandise on sale, I think 15% off. Or 35, 35% off, yeah. Long way to get a plug out there, you know? You're not even listening to me anymore, are you, Joe? Joe, I swear to God, if you're not there anymore, I'm going to lose my shit. Sorry, I stepped away to grab my phone. You are a monster. 
<laughs> I was really hoping you were on a tear, and I was like, oh, he's been going for a while. Maybe I can step away for a second. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. You stepped away too 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 late, man. Oh, man. Uh, no, we're fine. Um, but yeah, no, I want to get Sophie back on because I do want to talk about the whole concept of uh, an OnlyFans page um, and utilizing it in a way that, you know, is not pure por- uh, pornography or obviously getting those fans who may be on it just for the fact of hoping that's what's there and that's not, you know. So I'm excited to fucking hear more about that if I can get her back on the show. And I know she'd come back on the show. We're fucking, we're friends in a way, I guess. Not. You know, like like me and Dick Bud uh, Casey. Yeah. Yeah. So, Joe, let's talk about fucking Marvel, because we didn't do that last week, and we're running out of time to do it this week. I'm in. Let's do this. All right, cool. So, uh, there have been a lot of talks about uh, about bringing in more characters and stuff into the Marvel MCU universe. Uh, a lot of them were seen in post credit scenes already and just haven't been mentioned again, like Adam. Uh, some were remakes, like Fantastic Four. You know, obviously Spider-Man was remade. Uh, talking about bringing X-Men in, who would replay Wolverine, and stuff like that. So I figured, why not talk a little bit about that with Cartoon Joe? So, I sent you a list of, uh, of, uh, Marvel characters, and I want to cast these characters uh, for, uh, the future, for, for future, um, movies. Now, the way this is going to work is you can't use somebody who is also, who is currently a popular Marvel character. Okay. Okay. So, so if I get, when I give you one of the names, you can't say, oh, you know who'd be great for that? Chris Evans. Mm, gotcha. Oh, so don't, I can't use somebody who yeah is, you can't you can't recycle a Marvel character. Gotcha, gotcha. What if what if it's somebody who is currently who or, or who has played the same character in the past? Is that okay to reuse them? That's fine. Yeah, if it <laughs> it's if they haven't been in the MCU officially in the MCU. Gotcha. I guess yeah. I guess the only exception I guess would be the first Hulk movie with uh, Norton. <laughs> yeah. I guess you could reuse Norton again. I guess technically that's part of the MCU. Right. So, you could use Norton. If you want to use fucking Norton, but feel free. Um, but, I have, uh, what do I have? We have, I have a list of ten. Um, two of them are groups. The other eight are individual people. And, if you notice, that sent you the list of all dudes, except for the groups? Yeah. Okay, I cool. Didn't notice. But, uh. Yeah, but they're all guys. Yeah. Okay, cool. The reason I did it is because down the line, maybe, you know, later on in the season, I want to do it again, but for females. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, I'm not being sexist. I didn't want you to think like, oh, look, fucking all guys, big fucking deal. No, we're going to do a women's one, too, because there are so many women uh, superheroes in uh, MCU as well. I think they deserve their own list. Uh, obviously, we're going to be doing the Defenders and Fantastic Four on this list, which do have uh, female characters in them, so we will utilize them in this as well. But this is the men's list plus some groups, and then down the line, we'll do eight women plus maybe two more groups or something like that. Alright. So, um, a lot of rumors around Namor. Uh, the, I guess he is the Aquaman's version of Marvel? He is the Marvel Aquaman, yes. Yes. So, uh, for me, I, I thought Ryan Gosling would be a good one. Oh, that wouldn't be bad. I thought maybe Zachary Quinto. 
Okay, you have to tell me who Zachary Quinto is. He he played Spock in the remake of Yes. Oh, that'd be perfect. That'd be perfect. I like I think that'd be good, you know, because well because uh and that, one thing I don't understand, like, why Namor? Is it because it's Roman backwards and for some <laughs> reason there's like so many Roman Marvel characters? I have no idea. I've always wondered about Namor. Yeah. And I've never looked it up. How about uh how about Adam Warlock? Oh, uh, I really like, uh, well, I'm on the fence about this one, but I feel like Henry Cavill could do a good job. The Superman guy? Yeah, yeah, Superman, The Witcher. Now, I heard that DC has exclusive contracts to where guys can't be in Marvel movies. Is that true? Have you heard anything about that? No, I haven't heard that. I thought I heard that, but I wasn't quite sure. I know. But he, he would be good. Um, I went with, what's up? I was just I was asked, just asking you what you were thinking. Oh, I was thinking Charlie Hunnam. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, like, I thought, at first I thought, you know, he'd be a good ghostwriter who was also on our list, but I thought somebody who would be an even better ghostwriter, regardless of the fact that Charlie Hunnam having to play fucking Jack's Teller, a motorcycle club leader. But um, blonde hair, uh, Adam Warlock, who was kind of teased in with the second Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. So, and we haven't heard much about him since, so uh, I think he'd be pretty good in it. Um, Sentry, which is one not really heard too often about, I went with uh, Joe Magninelli. I can't I don't know if I'm pronouncing his last name. Mag- I say Janello, but I don't know if I'm right. I can go with that, Joe Maganello. I'm gonna be, I'm okay with that. Um, big fucking dude. Uh, which I mean, I guess in some way these these characters do have to be in some kind of shape. Um, but I think he'd be a great fucking sentry. I think he could pull it off. He'd he'd have to dye his hair blonde, but fuck it, he's a big dude. I think he'd be great. Gosh, he would be. He's actually much better than my choice. I was thinking. I was thinking of Alan Tudyk. Uh, <laughs> Alan Tudyk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't really remember what else he's in except for Firefly. Um, except for he's, he's a very prolific voice actor. He's voiced characters in Frozen and, uh. Um, oh! Fucking, uh, Steve the Pirate! Yeah, Steve the Pirate. Yeah, 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 him. Yeah, dude, I love that, man. Yeah. Maybe a little old. Yeah, I maybe. Love it. Isn't it Tudyke? I don't know. I just. You just wanted to say Tudyke? Yeah, maybe. Like booty gig? Yep. <laughs> be the judge. Steve <laughs> the fire dude, I fucking like he kinda looks like he would be like a brother or cousin to uh Cobra Kai. Yes. I like that though. No, that he I think he'd be fucking perfect. I uh, there's a picture of him being bald for some reason. I can't remember what movie that is. Oh well, not important. Uh Ghost Rider. I went. Oh no! I want you to go first. Who'd you pick for Ghost Rider? I picked uh, Gabriel Luna, who is playing Ghost Rider in the, uh, or has played Ghost Rider in um, Shield. Yeah, Shield. That'd be cool. Kind of like roll them into. Uh, well, because they did that, they kind of rolled. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but uh, I mean, well, first off. Coulson was in both the show Shield and in the MCU movie, but uh, they also had the uh, 
Uh, how do I say it where I don't sound? Well, you know, fucking Biden said it, so I guess it's okay if I say it, right? Okay. What? The, the Oriental actor. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the Asian guy who, uh, the Asian agent who showed up at, like, Ant-Man's house to kind of, like, check on him in Ant-Man 2. He wanted oh, to know about yeah. the magic trick. Yeah. Like, he was in both. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my, my choice, I went with Jensen Eccles. Uh, he played Dean Winchester in Supernatural. Nice. I think he'd be great. Um, and I don't know him doing anything right now. So to free him up to play, like, you know, that badass ghostwriter, I think would be great. Um, and it can't be any worse than fucking Nick Cage. True. Yeah. All right. Uh, Blade. Uh, obviously, a lot of people say Wesley Snipes is going to reprise his role. But I want somebody <sighs> different. But yeah. So I chose Joe Boyega. Or I'm sorry, John Boyega. That's a good choice. Yeah. I, I violated the rules. I also forgot that Mahershala Ali has already been in the MCU. As what? Uh, he was Cottonmouth, wasn't he, in um, Luke Cage? Oh, yeah. Because I think he'd be great as Blade. But be, uh, he's already in it. You know, it'll be okay, man. I, I can let it slide. Yeah. I can let it slide. Thanks. <coughs> because um, technically that was Netflix. That's true. Wasn't MCU. I don't think that was, I don't think that could justify the MCU. Yeah, they didn't show up in the big fight at the end of uh, not Infinity War, but the other one. Yeah, Defenders. Hey. Jesus, go one. <sighs> where where are we at here, Joe? Gambit. Yes, Gambit. Ah, uh, Gambit's on our list too, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Who'd you pick for Gambit? I uh I was not sure who to pick for Gambit until you said Jensen Ackles. At which mm-hmm. point I realized Jared Padalecki would not be a bad Gambit. Jared Padalecki would be a great Gambit. I didn't even think about that. I I thought I thought that he'd be. I all I could think all I think about uh, Padalecki right now is the idea of him uh, remaking uh, Walker. Oh, so I'm yeah. thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking cowboy western. So I wouldn't even think New Orleans, but that'd be a great fucking choice. It's better than mine. I uh, I went with Liam Hemsworth. Ooh, he wouldn't be bad. No, I I think I I think he has like that kind of like boyish face. Because I'm trying to, I don't know, and I obviously I could have looked it up. I don't know who played Gambit in the Wolverine movie, but he did do a good job. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, you know, also, you know, like, okay, can you imagine, can you think of the character Gambit in the Wolverine movie? I just barely. I can't even okay. really remember. <clears throat> From what you can remember, does he kind of look like Ryder Strong, the actor who played Sean Hunter in Boy Meets World? Like a blend of him and James Franco? Uh, yes. Excellent. I just want to make sure because that's who I'm thinking of right now is like Ryder Strong and Franco had a baby. And that baby grew up to play Gambit in the Wolverine Origins. <clears throat> but I think Liam Hemsworth would be pretty cool. The Hemsworth, I like the Hemsworth, and I think Liam Liam did a great job in the Expendable movie. And I can't remember for the life of me any other movie he was in, but that mm-hmm. one. Uh, Hercules. 
Is it my turn uh, to go first? Yeah, go ahead. Cool. Uh, I uh, I robbed DC and I went with uh, Jason Momoa. Ooh, nice. Yeah, that's a good choice. Here's where I would go: Joe Manganiello, I think. Yeah, I would like that. I would like that. Uh, how about uh, Mephisto? Yeah, that one's tough because it looks like it's a character who's masked, right? We don't really see. Yeah, his- it's a little mask. I mean, it really you go any direction with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not sure. What do you think of Jared Leto? That's a good choice. Always I was thinking something in that vein would be perfect. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just like that darker kind of character kind of thing. Like, you know, like, and like you said, it's mass, it's makeup and everything. I mean, you could throw anyone behind it. Uh, you could gender bend it. You, you know, you could throw a different race in there and stuff like that. I mean, it doesn't have to be like some like lonely white dude who I'm assuming it is. But, uh, I think Jared Leto, just because of his character as Joker, really fucking like kicked it off. So. <clears throat> Solid choice. I was thinking maybe one of the Mickelson brothers, but then as you were talking, I also thought about, um, I can't remember the actor's name, which is killing me, but there was an actor, he, he's one of the most famous actors you've never seen the face of. He plays like, uh, uh, the creature in Pan's Labyrinth that has the eyes in the hands, and he plays hmm. like the frog guy in, um, uh, Hellboy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He could be a good Mephisto, too, because he can, I mean, he can be anything that you want him to be, because he's really good at contorting his body. Um, Fucking, so um, Doug Fucking Jones, two, that's his name. Two Dykes. Two Dykes would be a good Mephisto. Yeah, he'd be good, too. Uh, What about for Fantastic Four? Who did you have for Fantastic, Human Torch, Invisible Woman, and The Thing? Yeah, I've been, I've been I've racking my brain about this for so long, and I just can't come up with anything other than... I think um, John Krasinski should play Mr. Fantastic. Are you fucking kidding me? No. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. I have John Krasinski. I was like, he's got, because he wasn't Captain America. He missed out on Captain America, but he fits the suit. <laughs> he does. He looks uh, look good with the the gray hair. Mm-hmm. I, yo, fuck it. No, I, I, I have John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic. I don't nice. think the rest of ours match, but. Well, they can, because I, I haven't been able to think of any. Alright, so for Human Torch, I went with Scott Eastwood. That's a good choice. Yeah, which I, I would, my first thought was Scott Eastwood as, uh, I think my first thought for him was, uh, was like Adam Warlock or something like that, but, I mean, fucking, hunt him. Like popped in my head like later, I was like, oh man, he'd be a good human to oh he'd be a better fucking Adam Warlock, so I swapped him out. Yeah. Uh Visible Woman, I went with Kaylee Cuoco from uh, oh, Big Bang Theory. Wouldn't be bad. Yeah. And then Thing I chose uh I don't know if I'm gonna pronounce it right, but Florian Montano Montano. I don't know. Never heard of that. If you Google it, you'll understand. Big fucking jacked up dude. Uh, he's been in some movies. I'm trying to remember. So I, I'm looking. Yeah, he's a big fucking dude. He'd be a good Hercules. Yes, he would. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He. Oh, he played. Uh, he played. Uh, <clears throat> Victor Drago in uh, Creed Two. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's where I fucking. I was, like, I was thinking like, who can it be? Who could be? You know what? The fucking actor 
who played uh, the Russian son in Creed. And I looked it up, I saw him like, oh, God, yeah. He's he's almost like, uh, because I almost went with Tom Hardy. But I like him too much as Venom to pull him out of Venom and turn him into the thing. Yeah. But he's, I mean, he's a big fucking kid. He's a young kid. I mean, I think he'd be a great, uh, I think he'd be a great uh, thing. Yeah. All right, last one, Defenders. Who's your Daredevil? Who's your uh, uh, Luke Cage, your Jessica Jones, or your Iron Fist? I know it's really uh, mostly chalk, but I thought, with the exception of Iron Fist, I thought all of the Defenders from the Netflix series were really good. So I would do Charlie Cox as Daredevil. I'd do, um, gosh, I can't remember his name. What's his name is Luke Cage. <laughs> uh, is it Michael Coulter? Mike Coulter. Coulter. Yeah. Uh, um, I do. Uh, gosh, I, I hate to just say what's her name again, but Jessica Jones mm-hmm. uh, was really good. Um, gosh, it's killing me that I can't think of her name. <sighs> Kristen Ritter. Um, but for, for Iron Fist, I would actually do the, um, the guy who plays his friend from the, uh, uh, the, the half Chinese actor. Okay. I, I don't know the name, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Um, first who off, was, uh, Tan. Who is Tan? Nice. All right. First off, uh, I didn't memorize Michael Coulter's name. It was on my list, too, because he was my alternative option if I didn't find anyone different. Nice. But Michael J. White, um, I think, would be a good one. Uh, he was in uh, some – he's in a lot of fucking movies, if you ever get a chance to look him up. Um, SWAT, Barbershop, you know, oh, shit like that. So, um, so for Jessica Jones and Iron Fist, I actually, again, kind of robbed from D.C., uh, Iron Fist, I went with Steve Amell, who played Arrow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd be excellent. And that, oh, God, yeah. I mean, he's, it's, it's very similar. You know, fucking rich dude is gone forever, comes back, and is now a vigilante. Yeah. Iron Fist, Arrow, same fucking thing. Uh, Jessica Jones, I also robbed from the TV show Arrow and went with Willa Holland, who was Arrow's sister in it. Yeah. Oh, she wouldn't be a bad Sue Storm. No, and then uh, to wrap up, uh, the Defenders, Daredevil, uh, Zac Efron. Yeah, that'd be good, too. I also thought Zac Efron would be a good um, Johnny Storm. He would be. I think he would. So I also think Liam Hemsworth would be an okay Johnny Storm if we, if we wanted to move him somewhere else. God, we need to get a hold of Marvel and let them know. Like, hey, Mar- ideas. Listen, listen to our show. Buy our ball wash. Buy our ball wash. And fucking get a subscription to Audible. Or, you know, just send us money. Yeah, just pay us. We'll do whatever. Give us fucking money. Look, I, I've maybe said it before, but I'll say it again. I will stop podcasting for a million dollars. Would you convert to just video vlogging? I don't know what I'd do, but <laughs> so I'd have a lot of options. Yeah. Speaking of which... Joe, I listened to your show, uh, your season premiere of Geekcast oh, yeah. Live. 
I tried to listen to the takeover show and I just couldn't do it. And I don't know why. I think it was just because it wasn't you guys. Good was, show though. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> it is a good show. I recommend anyone to go check it out. But for me, it was just, it was just weird not hearing GCL, you, bass, Nico. But I was listening to your, uh, fucking debut. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Season premiere. And let me tell you how amused I was by the British kid. Was on your okay. show, Chris Dalby. <laughs> yeah, because he reminded me so much of the fucking British kid from the TV show Bones. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Just by the way he was fucking talking, uh, Vincent Nigel Murray. Like, so I, like I was just sitting there listening to the show while driving to work, and all I'm thinking, like, why is fucking Vincent Nigel Murray on fucking GCL talking right now about uh, Ready Player One and Ready Player Two? So funny. Uh, but to kind of help out your podcast, which first off, tell them where they can find your other podcast at, where mm-hmm. they can find you. If you need more Cartoon Joe in your life, you can find me over at the GeekCast Live podcast at violentpress.com. You can also find us on Facebook, iTunes, Spotify, and Twitter by searching GeekCast Live. Perfect. So not only are we going to plug that, but I want to go one step further. And you guys talked about reaching a goal on your Podbean or your Patreon. I'm sorry, your Patreon to do a secondary podcast. I guess for you it would be a third. Yeah. Uh, so way to find that time if this happens. No but <laughs> tell everyone the plan that you guys have and what the goal is you need to meet. Oh, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't remember what it is. I was barely. Oh, cool. Well, I'll do it. I think it was like $75 a month and we'd do like a book club. Yeah. So, yeah. So basically they're, they're ripping me off. Yeah. Uh, but no, so, uh, GCR, uh, came up with an idea. Everyone agreed to it that if they reach $75 a month on Patreon, they will, uh, do a podcast that's dedicated to reading Ready Player Two. That's right. Um, I believe you guys are only $25 away from that goal as of right now. That's correct. So you only need an additional $25, which Vincent Nigel Murray, as he was on your show, said that he will contribute $25 a month for the first three months just to make that podcast happen. So if you guys go, I don't even know what your, your uh, fucking uh, link is to Patreon. Uh, just- Patreon.com slash GeekCastLive. Okay. So if you guys go to that, sign up for their Patreon. Uh, we don't have a Patreon for ourselves, but we're supposed to. Like, we're supposed to do that. Yeah, we got to start doing that. Yeah, we, yeah, we got to figure that out. We need to, we need to plan that out. But, uh, if you guys want to fucking push Cartoon Joe into a third podcast, then, uh, there you go. There's your way of doing it. You know, if you want to hear Cartoon Joe do a book club, uh, I guess other than where he's doing it right now here, uh, fucking sign up for it. GCL. Geekass Lives. GCL.ninja is not a thing anymore. Violent Press. What is Violent Press again? Is that yeah, just a so network now? It's it's the the goal is for it to be our new publishing house for Geekcast Live, where we're gonna put out comic books, we're gonna have board games, we're gonna have uh I, I don't know, maybe some video content in the future. Um Yeah, it's just it's gonna be our, our catch all for all of our projects as opposed to just podcasting. So it's like Freak Not Studios. Yeah, kinda. kinda. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm not going to say you guys took that from me. I'm going to assume that uh, Violent Press was uh, an idea a lot longer than uh, Freaknet Studios was. 
It wasn't. It wasn't. It's had lots of different names over the years. Nice. But I do like that name. I think that's a cool name. Uh, Joe, what are you freaking thinking about, man? Uh, you know, honestly, probably just my new job. I'm really, really enjoying it. Um, had I started it yet when we first, when we started mm-hmm. this season? Last, uh, well, yeah, last week was like your first week. You yeah. talked a little bit about what you're doing, about helping out the, uh, the hospital, hospital staff, you know, yeah. and the, uh, doing the catch-all stuff. Yeah, it's basically the same. Um, although I've been, I've been getting more and more responsibilities, uh, which is, which is cool. I mean, it means I'm doing a good job, right? But, yeah. uh, I, I, I still really enjoy it and it is taking up the vast majority of my days. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just, it's nice to have something productive to do during the day that isn't just, you know, hanging out with my cats and playing video games and, you know, trying to think about what I'm going to preach about. Cause like interacting with people is, it's just so much better. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, it's, uh, it's, um, what's the, what, I'm trying to, God damn it. I wish I was more articulate, Joe. You're, you're pretty good. Yeah. It's just, I, I'm good at being articulate when I don't really have a point to get across. Fair. Or I'm articulate when I could belittle myself about not being articulate. Yeah. Um, it's you don't do it just for the paycheck though. You're the type of person that really you have a compassion because we talked about it like last year and you probably don't remember this either. But you wanted to do a branch off of this podcast to sit down and talk to like nursing staff and stuff like that going through this pandemic. Yeah. Um, but because you have a passion for stuff like that, and I, I think it goes beyond the fact that, you know, your wife is kind of in the center of all this as well with her job. You know, this is something you didn't have to do. I mean, yeah, the paycheck, I'm sure, is nice to have the extra, like, income and stuff like that. But you didn't have to do it. No, I didn't. No. You know, it's it's one of the things that you chose to because you're a good fucking person. And you found a way to help people in the way you knew how to do it. And that was, you know, just, you know, pretty much just getting in the shit, if you will. So I I, I applaud that. And I think that's really fucking cool, man. I appreciate it. That's, that's... I wasn't doing it for applause either, but yeah, that's that's what I wanted to do. And well, that's because like, you have, I don't. I didn't need the money. Yeah, because you I like equity. It's gonna pay. It's gonna pay for my cat's medical bills. Yeah, <laughs> which is a stupid fucking sentence. Right. <laughs> Thank you for getting sick, kitty. So fucking Joe could be humble. <laughs> but no, that's what cool, man. Because because you yeah. have integrity, you do shit without recognition. You're just doing it because you know deep down. You know, it's a good thing to fucking do. You could have went to work at McDonald's, you could have gone to a Taco Bell, you could have got a job at a convenience store, but you instead decided to go into a medical field and touch shit, literal shit, because you're a good person. I don't know if you're really touching shit or not. I am it's in the GI fun. lab, which is really fun. It's really funny that you you said right. that. <laughs> I did. I did have to actually scrub literal shit off of a chair. Right. There's there's fucking cartoon Joe smiling every minute like if I don't get into heaven now, fuck it. <laughs> right. I preach yeah. on Sunday and I scrub shit on a Tuesday. Either way, you're fucking golden, bro. <laughs> uh live by example, you know. Yeah, no, I I think that's really cool, man. Good for you. If yeah. I had the extra time to do shit like that, I would love to do that. I hear you. I hear you. What about you? What are you freaking thinking about? 
Uh, you know, I'm pretty damn close to the same thing as last week, and that is, you know, the whole, like, remodeling at the house. Uh, obviously, with my work schedule, it's hard to kind of get things done because it's like, you know, I get a day and a half off, and I'm back for two days, and I get two days off, and I'm working for three days and shit like that. Uh, uh, actually, right – yeah, it's it sucks. Uh, right before we uh, recorded tonight – um. I started doing the trimming in the dining room, uh, so I get that painted and stuff. So I'm hoping, uh, by, uh, this coming weekend I have off, um, I can finally get everything back to normal in the kitchen, except for the countertops. I'm still having issues, so I'll reach out to the countertop people to come do the measurements. So I get that in the sink and everything in. But hopefully tomorrow we get my, uh, the appliances I'm getting for my folks in, so I get those settled. Um, I got some new pads and stuff for the bottoms of the furniture, so I get the dining room table moved back in on top of the laminate flooring we put in and stuff like that. So it's coming together little by little, and it is keeping me busy. Uh, as much as I love the fact that I am living off of fucking fast food and ordering food and shit like that, it's expensive, and now it's getting fucking boring. So I would like to go back to cooking again, and uh, hopefully that would happen, you know, maybe in the next couple weeks or so. Uh, beyond that, uh, I'm really excited uh, to move forward in the Phantom Tollbooth uh, story and kind of keep building up Freaknet Studios, or not Freaknet Studios, uh, the Freaknet Book Club uh, progressively throughout the week, or throughout the season, sorry. And uh, hopefully we get enough people to enjoy it to where we turn this into an additional thing we do outside the podcast, because I believe that is the overall goal we're trying to look for here. Mm-hmm. Um, and stuff like that, but yeah, you know, just uh, just the kitchen remodeling as of right now. Nice. Yeah. Got some pictures. Let's see what it looks like. Yeah, I have to I have to send some. I'm I'm just glad that my fucking walls aren't pink anymore. So, <laughs> thank you, thank you, uh, big multi million dollar popular known around the country hardware store. Who turned a tannish brown paint color into pink? So, thank you. Uh, also, I want to uh, give a quick shout out to all you listeners out there uh, who uh, tune into us every single week, whether it be on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Um, oh God, what was the fucking? I don't remember what the fuck I said. I said it out of order. iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Stitcher. Verbal now. We're on verbal. What's verbal? I, I, I don't even know. I didn't know what it was until I looked in our fucking emails and said, is this your podcast? And I'm like, fuck yeah, it's my podcast. What the hell are you doing with it? And we claimed it. So it is ours. <laughs> nice. uh, we also are on verbal. V-U-R, or it's V-R-B-U-L. So I guess it's just another platform. So uh we are on iTunes. We are on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Stitcher, uh, iHeartRadio, Verbal, there were on something else I can't remember. We're also just on the Alexa, uh, fucking, um, thing. If you just want to say, Alexa, play this freaking show. I gotta narrow that down somehow. It's not being easy. Can we, can we, I, I, are we at the point now where we could just say we are available at all podcasting platforms? Yeah, I think so. I think we're at that point now because, I mean, there's just too many to fucking list. Wherever pods are casted? Yeah. I'd, you're the, you're the smart one. You you let me know what I should say there, and I'm gonna start saying that. Yeah. Well, is that is that what we're gonna go with, or do you want to give us some time to think about it? That's what I like. I like to say wherever pods are casted. But do you say that? Do you say that in GCL? No, but I think it a lot. 
I'd say it on UCL if it were true, but it's not. So how about, how about this, Joey? When we're closing out, you get to say that part. Okay. I'll handle social media. You handle the mentioning of where we're located at. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, we're also available on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at this freaking show. Uh, like I said, this season we're going to utilize our social media a lot more, and we intend on doing that. Hopefully when the weather gets nicer, hopefully when the pandemic dies down just a little bit, it is looking like the curve is going down. I'm just assuming because schools are opening and restaurants are opening. So maybe uh, we could get more uh, Instagram-worthy stuff out there for you guys, as well as maybe sharing something on our page that isn't uh, an actor dying. R.I.P. Uh, Screech, Dustin Diamond. Oh, kidding. Yeah. So uh, also the uh, dude from Sound of Music. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Yes. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully down the line we can start sharing more things on Facebook other than obituaries. Um, and obviously Twitter's still there, which we got to start utilizing somewhere, uh, somewhere too. So, uh, thank you again to the Ball Wash and Audible for being sponsors of the show. And make sure you go to tpublic, T-E-E-P-U-B-L-I-C.com, search TFS, pick up your merch. Everything's there for you. Sweatshirts and hoodies in this cold, cold weather. When the summer hits and you want to wear a t-shirt, tank top, they're there too. Want to protect your phone? We got covers for it. You want to protect your laptop? There's a case for it. You want to hang fucking cartoon joy on your fucking wall? Not the real person, you psychos, but a fucking poster or a tapestry. We have them, too. You get a Cartoon Joe canvas painting and hung on the fucking wall. We have those, too. Coffee mugs. We have those, too. Cartoon Joe enjoys coffee. Why don't you drink out of a mug that has Cartoon Joe's face on it? Do it. Right. It's all T-Public, T-E-P-U-B-L-I-C dot com. Search TFS. Again, this week, 12th through the 14th, 35% off uh, your entire orders. Make sure you check that out. That's all I got, guys. As always, I am Trevisy. I'm Cartoon Joe. And thank you for listening to another episode of this freaking show. I'm out.